You're listening to the Open Court Podcast with Jay Young, Bob Huesler, and Joe DeSantis. An all-access pass to Fairfield University men's basketball. Well, we welcome you once again to Open Court with Jay Young, your one-stop podcast destination for all things Fairfield basketball, along with the coach. I'm Bob Heisler, joined by my broadcast partner, the Fairfield Hall of Famer, Joe DeSantis. And we're also pleased to be joined today by the Stags' fifth-year forward, Jesus Cruz. The Stags, two-thirds of the way through a three-game road trip. The last stop is coming up Friday night at Monmouth, and Fairfield will be looking to sweep this road trip as they get ready to hit the midpoint of the max season and coach wanted to start it off by asking you what do you consider maybe the single most important areas of improvement you've seen from the team lately you're in a pretty good stretch right now yeah we we've uh we've been able to make some plays uh, in the second half of games and and uh you know in both games we had halftime leads uh, came out of the locker room and, and those leads uh, certainly tightened up in both of those games. We were able to make plays in crucial moments and, um, and get two much needed wins. Uh, we hadn't been doing that in other games. So it was good to see us make a couple baskets in crucial moments. And I uh, thought we got a little lucky in the Maris game because we didn't really defend the way we wanted to on that last play of the game, but I'll take it because we've been unlucky too. So I'll, I'll take a little luck at times. And, uh, you know, obviously, uh, two uh, much-needed wins. Asus, uh, from a player's perspective, what do you see as the biggest uh, areas of improvement for the Stags over this recent stretch? Um, I was going to say the same thing as Coach, actually. I'm, is, and I, I'm not saying it because he said it. I, I've really been feeling like in the second half, there's a stretch that um, that we just can't score. We can't make the plays. We always talk about winning plays. And who's making them and in that seven game losing streak was our opponents making those plays and not us. And in the last two games we were able to um to make those plays. I feel like we still got our ways to go on defense. I I know coach uh I know coach will agree with that. And but yeah, we feel good and uh we feel feeling confident for our next game. Coach, uh, last three games you've played have been without your starting point guard. Now, this is a point guard, talking, of course, of Caleb Green, who averaged uh, a little over 30 minutes per game, was leading the MAC in assist-to-turnover ratio. So we're not talking about a pedestrian player. We're talking about your floor general. And you've been pretty – you know, you, you've stabilized nicely without him. Are you pleasantly surprised that how you've navigated that and – I guess the obvious follow-up would be, I mean, how much better are you going to be once he does get back on the floor? Yeah, I had complete confidence, uh, certainly in, in Taj when when Caleb went down. Uh, I think we talked about this before one of the games. He's just, you know, a guy who's been here, uh, seems like, like he, Jesus has been here forever, but they're just so reliable. Um, so I really had a lot of confidence in, in Taj. Obviously, losing Caleb wasn't ideal and uh, he gives us a different dynamic. But as kind of a guy who could move over a spot and know the offense and, and run it for us, uh, I was really confident that Taj would do a very good job for us, and he, and he has done that. And everybody's really stepped up in Caleb's absence, playing a little longer minutes, uh, whether you've had to move over a spot, um, you know, whether, you know, AJ's played a little three, a little four for us during the season. And I thought, you know, kind of everybody has uh, – 
done a good job in, in these times while Caleb has been out. But uh, really proud of the job that Taj has done in particular, just kind of getting us into offense and take care of the basketball. Jay, um, is this kind of the way you drew it up? I mean, the last three games, you're at, the opponents are only averaging about 64 points a game. The last two games, actually the last three, Benning and Wojcik have been really good shooting the ball. Jesus coming off the bench has been contributing. And then, you know, your inside play with Cook, like you kind of just talked about that, but is this kind of the way you drew it up? You got two road wins. Is this, you know, is, do you feel better? Is this the way you drew it up? Is this what you, what you like, you know, what you wanted from the get-go? I don't know if I, this is the way I, I wouldn't have drawn up a seven game losing streak. That's for sure. No, I know that I'm, <laughs> but, I'm talking about in the but, last three games. Yeah. We've, we've played better, uh, Joe, we, you know, I, even during the losing streak, I, I just, uh, we weren't making any, we've talked about this, any, any stops or baskets when we needed to, we kept working on that and kind of got back to, you know, uh, really just defensively uh, doing a better job with, with whatever things that were ball, you know, whether it was ball screen coverage or being in the right spot. So, uh, we've played better. Um, uh, we got a long way to go. I, I just, I really watched the tape of even the Ryder game. And I thought, you know, we certainly had some very good moments. And I think anytime, you know, your backcourt's going to get 20 apiece, you're going to be tough to beat. You know, we got um, 20 plus from Woj and from, and from Taj. But, you know, we got together on Saturday night and I just... I, we're, we're not even close to what I think we can be on either end of the floor. I think there's just a ton of room for growth on us, uh, growth. And uh, that was my message to the guys. Like they got to believe that we can get way better uh, than what we are right now. And, uh, and I hope we will. Do you, you say, um, you know, you weren't making plays, especially defense ball screen. Do you, uh, how do you, how do you work on those? Like, do you set up time and score situations or how, how do you do that? Yeah, some of that we've done in practice um, for sure, just just kind of reviewing situations that we haven't been good in. And then really, Joe, was just getting back to basic fundamentals. I mean, jumping on the ball, uh, uh, you know, calling out coverages, our positions off the ball, just really stuff uh, that we did early in the season. And as you play more games, there's some slippage sometimes to that, and we just felt we need to get back to kind of uh, defense 101. You know, uh, if, you, if you showed up the last couple of weeks, uh, it would really be – look more like an early season practice than it did, you know, midway through your conference play. So I just, I just felt our, our fundamentals were slipping and we need to get back to, to our roots of, of being a good defensive team. Hey, Seuss, why don't you follow up on what coach just said there a moment ago about uh, the ceiling of this team? He sees, uh, he sees your potential as a team now of uh, becoming even much better as the season progresses. And you're playing well right now, a couple of wins in a row, both on the road. Uh, but Coach says there's uh, still room for great improvement on both ends of the floor. From a player's perspective, how do you see that improvement coming about? Um, it feels like uh, after every win, Coach tells us that there's much room for improvement. And I watch the games, too. Uh, I go to my ESPN Plus account and watch them, and I can see the same the the same things. I feel like uh, we're not there yet. I feel like we gotta get we gotta get a lot better, and I feel like it's achievable too, though. So I I feel good. Um, the defense stuff. I feel like our defense last year at the end of the year was a lot was better 
than what it is right now. We got to get back to that. And when I and when we get back to that, I feel like I will feel really, really confident. Um, I feel like our our offense was the one that let us down uh, last year at the last game. Um, so I feel like with this year's offense, I feel like we've been a little bit better. So I feel like our focus has to be on the defensive side and getting back to stopping people. And coach also just uh, praised Taj and his ability to make that adjustment, taking over at point guard in the uh, temporary absence of, of Caleb Green. Now, you and Taj are almost, you know, you joined at the hip in a way. You've both been together here for so long, and I'm sure you're good friends, and uh, you're, you're the captains of this team. Um, what have you done in terms of taking ownership of this team from a leadership standpoint, along with Taj that may have differed even as recently as the last couple of years? Uh, it varies. Um, sometimes you got to get on guys. We got to do a better job. And sometimes you got to pat them in the back, um, coach the stuff on them. And for good reason, he wants us to be better. So we got to know how to um, manage our the emotions of our, of our team, uh, of our players. So we got to watch it. Sometimes we push the right button. Sometimes we got to... Um, Pat him in the back, like I said, but um, and just um, entrusting confidence in the in the team as well. Um, the seven game losing streak was a was tough. Was a tough tough stretch on us, but um, we gotta keep them. We gotta keep them engaged. We gotta keep them positive, and we gotta keep them ready for the next the next thing. Um, we lost seven, but we gotta stay on it. We gotta stay on the course. Really is a. Uh really is a bonus coach for you to have two guys or well, three, including Caleb like that. You just heard uh, Jesus uh, summarize uh, what the leadership uh, factor is all about with this team. And I wanted to get back for a moment to um, how you've approached your lineup during the, uh, the Caleb green absence. You've gone big all three games. And when I say you've gone big, that means you've gone with Chris Mido and Supreme cook as a part of the starting five. And I know you told me recently that it's something you've kind of toyed with uh, all along and then you had your opportunity to do it. So now that you've done it for three straight games, uh, your thoughts on that uh, as we stand here today, getting ready to go down to Monmouth and going forward as far as that particular look is concerned. Yeah. yeah it, we kind of mixed reviews, quite honestly, uh, Bob, we, uh, you know, part of it was, I, I thought, uh, you know, we were really having a, tough time at the rim and uh, our two our opponents, two point field goal percentage was climbing. And I wanted to try and get a little more shot blocking in there uh, with Chris and, and uh, see if that would help it. It has a little bit. Uh, I don't think Chris at the four offensively for us right now, uh, there's been some moments where, uh, where he fits, we're still trying to figure out because we play kind of four out one in and, um, and Chris is much more used to screening and rolling and that type of stuff. So that's, that's been a work in progress. So I, I would say, you know, honestly, it's been just kind of mixed reviews. There's been some things I like, some things that we got to continue to work on. Um, and, you know, part of that was out of necessity where Zach went down one game with, with the stomach flu and wasn't feeling great. And we just kind of did it to try it. Uh, I don't know, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Usually uh, some of that too depends on, the matchups and, and uh, who we like defensively on certain guys. So uh, 
but but Chris has done a good job. He's he's had a couple things that don't show up on the box score with good really good cuts and putting pressure on the rim that have get got some guys some open shots. So uh, I've liked that part of it, but it's 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 certainly a work in progress. And how is he physically? I know uh, you know the minutes are hovering around fifteen per game, and you know I know you he needed to work himself back into shape after dealing with that that back injury that sidelined him. How is he right now? I think he's feeling okay. He he was you know certainly when we got him back. He was winded quickly, um, and uh, we got to continue to work on his conditioning uh, and get that so we can play him longer minutes for sure. So he he doesn't seem to be feeling any you know, effects with the back. It's more of a conditioning thing right now than anything else. Hey, Seuss just mentioned how um, if you guys can get better defensively, and, and you will, and you have been, uh, you know, the offense is going to be there. Part of that right now is Jake is really back in the groove. Uh, his numbers are appreciably better uh, at this point. I mean, December versus January, it's, it's night and day. Uh, his numbers were way up in January. So my question is, was it just a matter of time before he got back into that offensive rhythm? Or was it you and the coaching staff and he working on certain things? Or was it just a combination of all of that? It was a combination of, of those things. And, and uh, not only Jake, but, but Taj, too, kind of shooting the ball. And, I, you know, I always thought if, the, if those guys continue to take good shots, which for the most part they do, that the ball's going to go in, that they were just kind of going through a stretch where, uh, you know, they weren't seeing the ball go in. And, uh, you know, they've done a really good job of coming in and watching a lot of film with the coaching staff and looking at shot selection and looking at ways to get a little more time and space, which I think when things are going, uh, when you're shooting it poorly, you need a little more time and space. Um, and they've done a good job of being a little more patient with some stuff. So uh, I always thought it was going to go in. I never had a question about that. And uh, to their credit, uh, and to Jake's credit and to Taj's credit, too, uh, you know, I think it's just a product of them being in the gym and, and them watching a lot of film with the coaching staff. So um, with Taj and Woj going through those struggles and, uh, you know, TJ Long having some freshman down moments, you think having Leach available? Do that stretch would have helped somewhat? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think it gives you another guy and another guy kind of takes some pressure off him, Joe, you know, uh, to spell them for a few minutes. And Jalen's a proven, you know, shooter himself and another guy offensively that could, uh, you know, not not put the uh, so much pressure on a guy to make every shot. Uh, so I think Jalen having him in that stretch certainly would have helped and uh, we would have loved to have him. But uh, it is what it is. And, and those guys, like I said, uh, I thought all along I, uh, they weren't going to shoot the ball like they did early. They just got got to keep taking good shots and, and it would come. And it certainly has for both of those guys. Well, since, since Joe just brought up his name, uh, where is Jalen right now and rehabbing that foot? Yeah, so he practiced. Um, we were off today. He practiced the last couple days um, on a limited uh, time. We're hoping to move that up uh, the next two practices, see where he's at, reevaluate him. And, uh, you know, it's day to day. We're hoping that he's going to be available for, for Mammoth. I don't know what that means, quite honestly. He hasn't played in so long. Uh, but we're hoping we get to the point where he's available and, and uh, you know, we can, we can start getting him in, hopefully working him into some games to start getting them back into game shape. 
you were also talking about uh, uh, Jake and Taj and, and their improved shooting numbers of late. Um, TJ Long was seen to go down a lot early in the year. And, you know, obviously teams made some adjustments. Uh, right. they, knew, they know a shooter when they see one. Uh, how closer do you think he is to uh, getting back into that offensive rhythm? And also, just an observation, it seems like other parts of his game, as you would expect, are improving. You know, he, he looks a little better defensively. He's, he's set up some of his teams. He's had some nice assists in recent games. Is that a fair assessment of where he's at right now? Yeah, it is. He's um... – you know, he's been streaky for sure. And uh, again, you know, we've taken a, I think what's happened is, 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 uh, you know, like you said, Bob film has gotten out from the early season. They played him much different and uh, he had to work a little harder with getting easier shots for himself. And, um, you know, he's done a good job getting some two point field goals and making some plays for some other guys for sure. But uh, you know, he, we, I thought he's taken pretty good shots even against Ryder. He had a couple open ones that he missed. And and um, tell him the same thing that I told Woj and, and Taj when, when the ball wasn't going in, keep shooting, keep getting, you know, uh, have confidence in your game, take great shots, and, uh, and they're going to go in more than they miss. And that's what I want him to do too. Hey, Seuss, you got a guy like TJ Long on the team. Um, are you proactive with, with a young guy like that? Do you – go out of your way to maybe share some of your own experiences uh, with him to, to help him along? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, even uh, in the beginning of the season when he was off to a really good start, just trying to get him to buy in more to the details. Um, he's uh, He hasn't played college basketball till this year, so I feel like I could help him um, with some of the things on offense, uh, some of the things that uh, make our coaches mad, not getting to the corner, stuff like that, with spacing, how do you screen. So I was helping him with that. And just and now when he's on a, on a little bit of a funk, now it's just giving him confidence, um, trying to look for him in the game um, and just keep talking to him, keep feeding him good uh, positive feedback. And he, I know he will step uh, – he will be out of the funk soon. He's – he. Seems like every I feel like every three he makes, it's a big shot in the second half. So now nah, he's he's that for sure got it. So he's he'll be all right. So Bob, you're not gonna appreciate this because Jesus, our, Bob and I, I have, we have to make sure things flow when we talk, when we brought this doesn't flow, but I had to pass I can't pass up the opportunity. You made two unbelievable shots against Marist. Could you do play by play? Of those shots? You want to play by play of those shots? Yeah, I want you to describe the first shot where you banked it in and then the, the little step back fall away. Could you do that or no? Or you just want to talk about them? No, I'll talk about them quick. It's just the first one. Um, clock was going down. We tried to give it to I, – I think I passed it to Supreme in the post and I cut through to the opposite side. They doubled on Supreme, so he had to kick it out. And um, the, the ball found my hands in a reversal, and there was about three, four seconds left. So I had to go make a play, and uh, I thought I got fouled, but yeah, I was gonna ask. Yeah, it looked like you got fouled. I got fouled, and uh, now I just use my strength and a little bit of luck. Like Coach said, we have, we haven't been lucky. I use a little bit of luck, and it went. And then the second one, we actually um, 
just got to stop and we didn't know what to call. And I just, I told, I actually told Taj just to call uh, a play for me. Um, it was just off instinct. Um, and I was able to hit that shot. It was also a little bit lucky, but I do work on that one leg, one leg shot as well. So part luck, part, part working on your games, but now I'm glad that we, um, that we were able to get that win and yeah. Now, that was a very good description, by the way. You uh, you broke that down uh, very nicely, and uh, you're welcome to join us in the booth when <laughs> your career does come to an end. And we wanted to ask you about your career because, uh, Jesus, um, it seems like every time I watch one of these out-of-town broadcasts, the, the MAC announcer is referring to when you come off the bench and get into the game. Here's Jesus Cruz, who the guy the other night said, I think he's been around for 50 years now. And uh, the Marist announcer said the same thing. Here's Jesus Cruz, who's been around forever, which is a backhanded compliment. It's an amazing achievement. You have now played in 143 consecutive games. So that speaks for itself. My question to you is, what's the closest you've ever come to missing a game for a physical reason? Uh, I actually don't know. Um <laughs> I really don't know. I, I've been I've been very lucky. Um, I've been very lucky to be uh, healthy throughout my career. Uh, maybe I one time sprained my ankle and I missed like a shoot around the day before a game or something. But I never. I, I was I was scared with uh, this COVID stuff. The COVID stuff. Like ever since COVID been here, I, I like I could miss a game. Well, um, for COVID and it always been on the back of my mind. Not the record, but like the fact that I haven't missed a game ever since I've been in the program. Um, and that's something that I like, like I, something that um, I've been lucky, but I also like put in that work. I work on my body and stuff. So no, nah, it's been good. I, I don't think I've ever been extremely like doubtful that I will miss a game though. That, that's tremendous. Um, you, you of course are the Fairfield record holder. Do you realize that you also own the Mac record? No player in the history of the Mac has appeared in as many games as you have? Uh, not that one. I, I just knew right now. So that's, yep. that's a pretty cool record. Um, When I broke the record, they also were telling me that I probably will, I don't know, I probably will hold the record. I don't know. Is there another pandemic that's about to happen? That's, <laughs> if that doesn't happen, I, the record probably is going to be safe. I don't know. You never know. But that that part was cool about it, too. You're a thousand point score and your point, you continue to rise the charts uh, on the Fairfield scoring list. Uh, do you take equal pride in uh, both those achievements? The fact that you're going to leave Fairfield as one of its all time leading scorers. And you also own by yourself uh, the most games played in, in Fairfield history. I imagine both of those achievements give you a lot of pride. Uh, yeah, they, they do. Um, the games played is way cooler. Now, now I know it's a conference record, which is way cooler. And it's only me. Um, like I haven't broken the the points record. So that's uh that's just me playing with like a, a long time and getting a few baskets every game. It's not that I'm this crazy score, but um nah, it's 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 pretty cool. Um it's pretty cool and it's something that I I cherish and uh, I'm, I'm proud of. 
Is it something, uh, not only what you've done in terms of your longevity and the games played record, but as a kid growing up in Puerto Rico and um, being introduced to the game of basketball, is this something you could have even envisioned? You've had a, a heck of a journey and a heck of a career. Uh, not really. Um, being in Puerto Rico, I wasn't even thinking about playing college basketball like that. I just was playing for fun to enjoy the game. Once I made my move to uh, Miami, my junior year of high school, that's when it started to become like serious, like a goal for me. That's when I really like started seeing, um, oh, college basketball offers, recruit, recruiting, all that. But um, as being as a little kid, nah, I was just playing basketball because I love it. And I was just having fun out there. So, um, we've probably done this once before, maybe five years ago, but real quick, just go through your recruiting, the recruiting by Fairfield. How were you recruited? When did they recruit you? What are the schools and what made you decide on Fairfield? Well, Fairfield was my only offer. So let's get that out of the way. Fairfield was my only offer. I went to um, Loomis Chafee up in Windsor. It's by the Hartford area. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm for a post-grad year after my two years in Miami. And um, I was I was, I was was contacted by a lot of schools there, but nobody um, nobody uh, pulled the, the offer. Like, nobody gave me an offer out. So um, by, I would say by, like, June, I was back in Puerto Rico in training camp for uh, my national team. We were, uh, for the, we were going to the U19 World Cup. And... Um, one of the, one of the players, the older players was asking me about my, like, oh, what's it looking like? I'll say, oh, I'm about to go to school in PR, uh, like, um, in the States, nothing worked out. So, and he was like, oh, let me, let me talk to one of my coaches, um, that used to coach me back in the day at Canisius. He was talking about coach Parada and, um, uh, we got, he put me in content then. I went to um, I skipped a little bit of the training camp to go to go to Fairfield for an official visit for like two, three days. I did my workouts and stuff and they offered me. And once I off once they offered me, I committed right on the spot because it was like June 30th. So, yeah, that's how it happened. Coach, uh, your first impressions of Jesus uh, when you met him, when you got the job at Fairfield and your impressions of him now that you've had him for three years. Yeah, I was able to watch, you know, some film, obviously, before I got the job here. And and uh, I think the first thing that jumped out at me was kind of the uniqueness of his game. Uh, and you guys have heard you talk about it, but he's talked about kind of the old school approach to his game and the the, uh, the way he uh, was, uh, you know, could pivot so well around the basket with his, you know, he's right footed and left footed pivoted. And a lot of guys can only pivot off one foot, but he, he was you know, really skilled as a guy around the basket. And uh, I, I just, I, it was an interesting game to me when I watched it on film. And then, you know, I got to know him as a person. And uh, obviously, as you can tell, listening to him for, if anybody hasn't before, how, uh, what a, a fine young man he is and how serious he is and how competitive he is. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's been, you know, he and Taj, the two leftovers from Coach Johnson and, and uh, couldn't be more thankful to those two guys and, and what they've done for the program. So uh, he's 
you know, Jesus has been great. Uh, the best uh, uh, ability is availability, and he's been available, you know, for a lot of games. <laughs> and uh, I was listening to him. Jesus, I don't. I was trying to think as you were talking about games. I don't think in my time here, I can't remember you missing a practice. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. true or not, but I can't even remember you missing a practice. As Bob was asking you about the games, uh, have you missed a practice? Um. I think it was one practice. We were coming off Mar. It was like my junior year after Maris. I um, tweaked my ankle a little bit, so I just ran through the plays because we played Friday and Sunday. Saturday, I just ran through the plays, like our up and down, and then like I sat out for the other thing, and then I played Sunday. But yeah, all right. Was- well, we'll count that as a practice. Then, uh-huh, right? Definitely, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, you are. Um, you are a gym rat for sure, Jesus. And uh, now that you've gotten a taste of uh, college basketball life over five years, any uh, what do you, what stand out as your best? What stands out as your best memory or or memories of uh, either places you visited or opponents or anything else that is at the top of your particular individual list in terms of uh, highlights during your career? Um. Yeah, well, I feel like when people ask a question like that uh, and they always answer, like, it's not, nothing, like, in particular. It's more about, like, well, the rides and the practices, the locker room talks, the trips. I feel like that's the thing that I take away most from college. My my friends, the coaching staffs, um, the wins are always there, too, like – you go always gonna remember if you hit a big shot on a game, a game winner. Um, um, some accolades like I will always remember when I broke the record for games played, my thousand points, stuff like that. But like, right, you really take away is the practices. Um, when we're talking bad about Coach Young, every every team, uh, their players, every team does that. They talk about bad about their coach and they complain. And we make fun of when he's when he's he's mad. So that's what I'm really gonna take away is just being being so close with the team and with my teammates, living with them. That's that's what I'm gonna take away from um, college the most. Hey, Seuss, I hate to be uh, Debbie Downer, but what was the low point of your career? By the way, Bob. But hold on a second. Bob and I talked prior. We're hoping this is not the last time we talk to you. We hope we're hoping like after you win the championship or before the championship, we'll have you on again. But we only go once every two weeks and we're already in February. So what, what was the low point if there was one? The low point of my car. Um, I mean, it's been, uh, I've, I've, we've lost two MAC championship games since we've been here. That's, that's what sticks with me the most that we were so close. And um, it's, it's been tough. We, we we always come to work. I've always come. I always given my all, but we haven't been the best team in the MAC. We we struggled, so that's been that's been tough too. Like you always want to go out a winner, and that's why I feel like we're so, we're trying so hard this this year, especially how we ended last year. So yeah, just those two losses were were very uh very tough. Um, but uh, we're here. We got one more year, one more try at it. Thank you, COVID. So we'll, we'll, we'll see if we make it happen. Well, uh, what are you uh, pursuing, Jesus, uh, as far as your uh, 
degree, your grad degree is concerned. And uh, beyond basketball, and I'm sure you have many years left as far as your basketball career is concerned, what do you see yourself doing professionally? Well, um, yeah, I'm getting my master's right now. Uh, after I'm done with the season, I'm planning on playing uh, back home for a bit, see if I can play back home, play overseas, see how far the ball takes me. Um, but uh, I'm glad that, like, when you you ask that, some people say, oh, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm glad that I'm sure. I know I want to be a coach. I want to stay around basketball. Um, when I came into college, I didn't know what, what I was going to do, like, after college, after basketball. And about two weeks, after two weeks of practices and stuff, I was like, yeah, I want to coach. Because I like the dynamic between the team, college kids, and um, – I don't know. I, it, it, I felt like it suited me well. Um, I came in with like eight eight guys, and um, I felt like a little bit smarter than them, just a little bit. And I was like, oh, maybe I can I can be a, a, a college coach in the future. So, yeah, that's what I'm shooting for. I Excellent. Get, I want to get into the coaching business. It's a great goal. Uh, coach Young, uh, what kind of a coach will Coach Cruz make? A lot better than me, I'm sure. First of all <laughs> – as uh, Joe and I have proved, it doesn't take a lot of smarts to be a college coach. So, so, uh, but uh, Jesus has got a, an incredible IQ. He really does. Um, we When we go over scouting reports and we'll ask the team, whoever assistant is up presenting the report, and we'll ask them what the play is and try and get them to be interactive with the scout. We will not allow Jesus to answer because he knows it. Our, it's like, he's like the kid in class who knows all the answers and gives them. So we, we say, all right, anybody but Jesus answer this question. So I think he would, he'd, um, he'd make a tremendous coach for sure. Uh, we'll wrap this up with a couple of uh, quick uh, housekeeping items. First, we didn't ask you about Caleb Green and his availability from Monmouth. How is he coming along? A uh, little better each day. Uh, we'll give it a little go with him tomorrow, uh, see where he's at, and, and he continues to be day-to-day. And how about the matchup against Monmouth on Friday? They got you. Uh, it was a winnable game that started, uh, you know, it, it was the end of that losing streak. I mean, it was the last game before you started turning things around. Now you want to keep it going against a team that had your number the first time, barely. What do you need to do differently this time around? Yeah, I just thought the, the first time we, we let Pappas uh, just have way too many uh, easy looks at the basket and uh, did a poor job with him. He uh, He's going to make some difficult shots that you're going to live with, and you know that going in, but I just thought we gave him a big basket early. Um, and then, uh, you know, Miller, too, uh, kind of hurt us with some slips and made a three on on some mistakes. So, Certainly, if we do the same job against Pappas uh, that we did the first game, we're going to be in trouble. So, so you know, a lot of things we got to do better. But, but he was just in, uh, you know, w- way too easy for him in the, in the last game for sure. He's a good player, very good player. Uh, he moves great without the basketball. Really respect how hard he plays. So, uh, you know, we went into the game uh, certainly with with him in mind, and just our execution on some stuff with him was poor. So. Got to have to do a way better job on him. Hey, Seuss, how about you and this matchup against Monmouth? Uh, Coach just told us what a great job you do with the scouting report. So give us uh, your own individual scout on what maybe you and collectively the team need to do in order to avenge that earlier loss against Monmouth. Um, 
Now, nah, yeah, well, Coach, uh, we've been um, keen on Pappas. Yeah, I think I agree with him. He got way too many easy looks. Um, also doing a better job on Miller. I feel like they have three of the top seven scorers in the max, so I feel like if we do a great job on them, I don't think they have enough to to beat us if we do a good job on them. So I, that's a big key. And just making winning plays. Um, coach coach talks about it like Mama is a top echelon team in the MAC right now, and we feel confident. We uh, so that means that we have a good chance as well. So we're feeling confident for um, Friday's game. I hope uh, Caleb is back. If Caleb is back, we're confident. If he's not back, then other man, other man, uh, Nets man up mentality, and we feel confident too. So. Yeah, we can't we can't wait. Uh we can't wait to get up there Thursday night and and try to get them back. We also don't want to get sweep swept by nobody. Uh I feel like that's uh that's a very uh attainable goal. So that's we can't allow them to sweep us. So yeah. And then you're back, no buses for a while. Uh this is gonna be a, a six-game homestand for the Stags coming up. You've been a great road team though, coach. Uh <laughs> Uh, any, any any final thoughts on uh, what Stags have swept the Buffalo trip? You just beat Marist on the road, just beat Ryder on the road. Um, I know it's a generic kind of question, but uh, you've been good on the road. Any anything you see can read into that? Uh, you know, I think we got a tough bunch of guys, and, and sometimes, you know, honestly, I, I, I think going on the road is better for us. We get out of here and we're in the hotels together, we're, we're uh, kind of in our own little world with, I guess, less distractions. So sometimes I, I think it's good for us to, to get away from campus and, and uh, be in a hotel and, and do all that. So, uh, you know, we'll see, we gotta, we gotta have to, I said, I think seven of our first 10 in league play have been on the road. So this will finish up that stretch. And, uh, and like Jesus said, we take a lot of pride on, on uh, not being swept by anybody. And uh, we're going to have to play very well uh, against a very good, Mama team that's, uh, you know, really well coached too. And then back home on Sunday to play Siena, which will be the start of a six-game homestand for the Stags, one of the longest, if not the longest, homestand in the history of Fairfield basketball. I know it's uh, the, uh, the longest in this century. I went back and looked that up, and uh, it's been a while since the Stags have had six straight road games. Of course, some of it's circumstantial because of the Manhattan rescheduled game. But, uh, yeah, uh, a lot of home cooking for a while, and uh, – Joe, uh, on the word cooking, home cooking, I know you enjoy being close to home there. Any final words that we wrap this up? No, I'm good. I just uh, wish you guys luck Friday. It would be a tremendous uh, three-game winning streak, and then we'll see a lot of you guys in the next six games at home. So uh, looking for another run like last year, guys. Great. And, Jesus, I said this to Taj uh, when we had him on the podcast uh, earlier. I'm going to say the same thing to you. I know I'm speaking for Joe as well. Uh, uh, you're a real credit to this program. You should be proud of what you've done both on and off the floor. So um, just wanted to uh, say that uh, for the record, let you know that's how two longtime observers of the program feel about you. And uh, we know that uh, now that you've let us know that you intend to be a, a college coach down the line, I don't even think about it twice. We'll look forward to uh, catching up with Coach Cruz somewhere down the line. But before that, uh, hope we get to take care of that final piece of business and get into that MAC championship game and win it again. But uh, thanks for everything you've done for Fairfield basketball over these 
five years. Thank you. Thank you for those words. I mean a lot. Well, that'll do it for this edition of Open Court with Jay Young. Next up is Monmouth on Friday, followed by a six-game homestand for the Stags. And once again, our special thanks to Jesus Cruz for joining us today. And, of course, our thanks to Jay Young for joining us, as always. The Fairfield Hall of Famer, Joe DeSantis, and I will uh, talk to you down the line. We'll be with you on the air for that game when the Stags play CN on Sunday. But next up for the Stags will be Mammoth this Friday night. So for uh, Jesus and Coach Young and Joe and our producer, Ryan Moynihan, I'm Bob Heisler. Thanks for listening to Open Court. The Open Court Podcast is a presentation of Fairfield University Athletics. For future podcasts, videos, news, stats, and coverage of Fairfield Stags men's basketball, log on to fairfieldstags.com.